Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Younger workers, though face paying the guts of about two and a half grand a year in taxes so that older people can retire at the age of 66 and the true cost of keeping the pension age down and made of course the ageing population that we're constantly hearing about that's what's laid bare today by the Irish Fiscal Advisory Council and I just want to get the reaction from uh, people affected by this because I'll be one of them people in their 20s people in their 40s like how do you feel about potentially paying two and a half grand extra a year in tax for something that you will not benefit from Ian is on the line well Ian how do you feel about paying an extra two grand a year? I'm pretty annoyed because there's no chance anyone my age or even I'm in my mid-30s, anyone even in their 40s, to be honest, is going to see anything close to the situation with pensions we have now. So being asked to pay for something like this for however long it goes on when we're never going to see anything like it is just ridiculous. Well, you're being asked to pay for something that you're never even going to get. Yeah, no, I'm not going to get. And it's like, especially with the problem that I'm being asked to pay for it now where we should be putting that money, if we're going to be paying extra, we should be putting into a way of figuring out how we're going to deal with how the pension time bomb is going to hit in however many years. The ratio of workers to retirees is going to drop through the floor. It's at four or five to one now. It's going to be two to one by 2040. And we've wasted all this money now, wasted this time giving more money to the older people who, fair enough, they need help, but this isn't the way to do it. Well, like two and a half thousand euro a year on a 30,000 euro salary, it's a hell of a lot of money. It's an incredible amount of money, especially when, like, what was it, two or three months ago, we had the likes of Leo Varadkar suggesting there'd be tax cuts. And now this hasn't been implemented yet, but we're hearing that maybe we'll be having massive tax increases instead. It's like, where's this coming from? It's absolutely out of the blue when people were expecting maybe we get a bit of reprieve from the cost of living. And now it's absolutely the opposite. The other side of the argument is that you have people who, you know, are at retirement age, they've worked through their lifetime, they've paid their taxes, um, they want, I suppose, the the entitlement or the the opportunity to retire. But I don't know that they they thought they'd be doing that and then burdening the young. The problem there is people don't understand how the state pension system works. If you don't pay into a pot... the tax There's you no pay pot. today pays the tax you pay today pays the pension for someone tomorrow. You're not paying into you're not getting anything here. Like yes, we all get our stamps or whatever, but that's not how the system works. Like you can't believe or be naive enough to believe that's how it works anymore because it's been it hasn't been that way for years. So yeah, I I guess they need help and they've expected help and they've planned their lives around having this there which is why I say we shouldn't be increasing it. We should be figuring out a way to reform the entire system, put the money towards that, figure out how we can make uh, better care systems for older people in in whatever whatever ages they are and stop just paying this money out for, into nothing because we're not going to have this system in a few years' time mm-hmm. anyway. And we need to start planning now for that instead of just doing nothing. Do you think this will be revisited? Like, what do you mean revisitors? Like, the, the idea that we're potentially looking at young people, people in their... Like, sorry, young people. I'm in the category that we're talking about. Like, you, me, other people in their 20s, other people in their 40s having to potentially pay this two and a half grand a year so that we can fire ahead with the political pressure on government, you know, to keep the official pension age at now the age of 66. Like, it I mean, has to be revisited. Like, as I said, the, we don't... We won't have the workers to pay for pension age people 
in 10 years, let alone 20 years. The, the projections for right now are at four, to, four workers for every retiree. Um, and then by 2040, that's projected to be as low as two to one, maybe three to one if we're lucky. We can't pay that. It's not possible. The system won't work. Do you think young voters... You see, I don't think that young voters vote on something like this. So but I they think... Don't know. No one knows. No, no one understands this issue. That's the thing. Like in my friends group, I, I mention and I bring up the ratios and bring up how much it is. And people kind of like, oh, yeah, no one really understands it. And, peop- and it's part of the naivety around the state pension and pensions in general, where people think there's a pot. There's not a pot. Mm-hmm. People think it'll just be there. It's not going to be there. No one understands it. How much, uh, you know, in, in terms of chatting to your friends, Ian, today, is there much discussion about this or is it just going over people's heads? It goes over people's heads. I don't like it doesn't come up in conversation every day. Like it's only the odd time when something comes up in the news and people might discuss it. But again, like you ha- I've read into it a lot for a few years ago. Like I've learned about it and re- read the news articles and stuff for years now. People don't care or notice it, which is the problem. And like it's part of the apathy of younger people in general, I suppose, of voting if, if whatever about pensions and stuff. So. It's not that it's not cared about, it's people just put it to the back of their minds because there's so much else to be dealing with. Okay, all right. Listen, Ian, thank you for for getting in touch with us, for joining us, uh, sharing your own thoughts with us on the programme today. 1800 453 106, that's the number, if you want to, uh, well, give us your take on the story. Um, Brenda is on the line. Brenda, what do you make of this story today? Hello, Andrea. How Um, are you? Well, I'm an old age pensioner. And after a lifetime of working and after contributing, I take that young man's point that probably what I paid in tax uh, didn't pay my pension, it was paying somebody else's pension. But I don't think that gives the state now the right to pull the carpet out from under me and say, you're no longer entitled to your pension, we can't afford it. Thank you for paying your tax and working all your life. But uh, we have a problem. So what I'm fascinated by this is that everybody's going on about that... um, uh, they they don't see why they should pay tax for something that they'll never get. Well, um, we'll say a lot of my generation would have paid tax for third level education and second education, second level that they never got access to. Okay. Um, and they weren't considered in in that. It was seen as for the good of the country, and their taxes went to that. But they were never. I mean, the, there were. I know of people that were taken out of school at fourteen years of age years ago they had to work okay. yeah no I, t- um, I take your point like uh, people contribute to the tax yeah uh, to the you know the exchequer so figures what, what, in a variety of what, different ways but exactly and what, what's fascinating here is that now because obviously there isn't a proper payment system put in place and the thing is going to run onto the rocks uh, instead of us all sitting down as a nation and looking at how we can properly fund this they have the old people and the young people at each other's throats so you think it's a kind of an an in, intergenerational well, there's, war? Well, there's a bit of a war coming. I mean, you, you could hear it with that young man there. He kind of, he said, I suppose they have to be cared for. Well, of course old people have to be cared for. Yeah. It's a marker of any civilised society how you treat the old and the infirm. So are we going to say now that we're going to throw them to the wind? And if you look at, there's a global ranking system for pensions. Ireland isn't up at the top of it. It's places like the Netherlands and Denmark and Israel that are up at the top. The the, the move in the retirement age um, 
What's your view on the retirement age, actually, Brenda? It all depends, Andrea. For some people, it would actually work very well. There are some people who don't even want to retire at 65. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I, know. I, I, I know. I think it would be a good system to give some flexibility there mm. over a five-year period. But you've also got to look at when do you start working? People today don't start working at anything like the age they used to. Fair point. And you've a lot of pe- people in a full-time job at 17 or 18 years of age today, whereas there was 20 or 30 years ago. Yeah. And those are the people coming up to retirement. So even if you go on about that they're going at 65, they have. it should be the years that you work that count, not actually the age. You've also a lot of people, you know, in very phys- uh, physical labour-intensive yes, jobs as well. And and we say even jobs like nursing, where, where um, you know, they do an awful lot of pulling and dragging mm. and lifting. Um, physical, a lot of those nurses will tell you they can't wait to get to 65 to get away from because they're just physically not able for it anymore. So why don't we plan that there are lower grade jobs that people can sideline into? Okay. You know, we need to look at this properly. We can't just pull the carpet out from under a, a 64-year-old today and say, well, tough luck, you're not retiring. Yeah, best of luck. You know. Uh, stay with us, Brenda. Um, I just want to bring in a couple of other views and, and, and listeners' thoughts on this. Uh, a huge number of texts actually coming in. Um, Anne has got, got in touch. She says, we're over 66, paid for our pension over 40 to 50 years, and the young people today are paying towards their pension when they come to 66, and that's how it works for each generation. Uh, younger workers always fund the next generation. Stop scaremongering, says this texter. Another listener says, I'm 50 years of age, I've never claimed benefits, I've no kids, I only pay into the system and while I have no intention of retiring at 66 I'm furious by the way um, retirement is often viewed and presented like people in their 50s and 60s feel like leeches who must be paid for by younger people it's a disgusting feeling Um, I think we've got John on the line no Michael is on the line sorry Michael well what's your take on all this are you there Michael I am hello yeah hi how are you hi how are you doing good no I'm just uh, intrigued by this actually and the uh, the attitude that I've heard from uh, younger people towards uh, people who have worked 40, 45 years, have contributed significantly to the state, have probably, their taxes have gone a long way to pay for their education. I was a person who didn't get the benefit of third uh, level. I, I went to college at night time, paid for it out of my salary. I didn't expect anybody to cough up for me. And I had a house with mortgage rates for 17%. And I feel that Absolutely, I'm entitled to it. So if we're going to look at pensions, well, let's look at pensions. And let's look at our TDs and our ministers who have two and three pensions. And let's start at the top. Why pick on pensions? If we start picking on pensions, what's the next thing we pitch on? Well, let's pick on uh, subsidised crash fees. Let's uh, do away with children's allowance. Like, where do you start? Where do you finish? I think there is a, there is an issue here in terms of the ability of the government to pay for pensions in the future. Mm, huge, but yeah. I think perhaps we need to go and start looking at other areas where we, we, we don't pay what we're paying at the moment. And why why pick on the people who have worked hard all their life, who have been mm. net contributors to the state, and decide, oh, let's start there and let's uh, make it difficult for them to draw their pension. Uh, Brandon made the point, and, and it's an interesting point about this kind of nearly intergenerational war that will kind of develop between uh, people um, hitting or you know heading towards retirement age and the younger generation, if you want to call it that. I know we're talking about span three different decades, but like, what's your take on that, Michael? 
I don't think there is an intergenerational war. I, I, I just think every generation is different. Everybody has a different opinion. Um, I, I don't think there's intergenerational war going on about it at all. I, I just think that there is, that the generation that's there, that's college going now, is considerably more privileged than the previous generation. And the previous generation, to me, would have said we were more privileged, and we were. But uh, I, 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 I just think deciding that, you know, at the stroke of the pen, let's do away with pensions or the affordability of it. And guess what? We can't afford to pay for your pension. Well, I I, I have a pension which I'm paying taxpayer assigned USD on. So that's, I mean, I can't afford to pay for his education. I suppose the point from, you know, looking at some of the text coming in as well, Michael, from people today is that there's, there's likely to be, you know, we're looking at a generation now that will actually possibly never be homeowners. Possibly. So does that does that not, does that or does that even maybe that's the question does that change things? In what way? I I, I don't know how, I don't know how you mean. I mean, does the generation now that may not be homeowners? Um, is that a fact? But 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 what's driving this? I mean, when I bought a house, I I bought a house that was it. I see couples today, and the house has to be fully furnished with the best and greatest of everything. I bought a house that had a, a deck chair and a television in it, and that was it. I had a mortgage I could barely afford, but I got through it and we did it. So I, I think people need to, you know, be a bit more realistic. Okay. Um, John is on the line as well. Um, John, you've been listening to this conversation and the, the story today from the Irish Fiscal Advisory Council that um, workers, well, younger workers in particular, I suppose, could have to pay anything between two and two and a half thousand euro a year. Um, if we're to to go for to reach the sixty six retirement age, what's your view on it? Well, Andrea, I, I saw the headline in the Irish Independent today, and you know I was quite annoyed about it, really, because you know it's more spin. You know, the young people have to pay two and a half thousand a year. Um, I mean, I've worked. I'm sixty four. I worked for the last forty seven years paying PRSI tax, now universal social charges, and at the end of the day. Um, I need to retire at 65, but now I've been told, no, you can retire at 66. When I started work, I was told I could retire at 65 on a pension. Mm. Then they changed it. It was 66. And the life expectancy for a male in Ireland at the moment is 82 years of age. So do the government want us to work until we're 70 and then maybe have 10 years, not even 10 years of quality life? I mean, people forget that, you know, young people forget that the older generation have worked hard. We've built this country up to what it is. And, you know, we're entitled to retire at a reasonable age, which I think is 65. But we don't get the state pension until we're 66. Yeah. But you, so you, you would like to, you'd like to retire at 65, state pension 66. And, and the, the Pensions Commission recommendation about that incremental increase, you know, over the years to 67 and, and eventually to even 68, potentially. Like, I mean, what's your view on that then? Well, you know, it's, it's asking people to work longer and longer. And it's, it's breaking the deal that they had with the people of Ireland, basically. They were telling them, you know, uh, you pay your taxes, You'll get a pension, you'll get a good state pension to live off. And now they want to change, to change the rules. And, you know, there's so, ma- there's so much arguments going on in government between Sinn Féin, between Fine Gael, between Fianna Fáil. Is this all a ruse? You know what I mean? Because to get votes, I don't right. know. Because this has just hit the headlines today. And I was quite annoyed about your presenters on News Talk this morning, the way they portrayed it. 
Right. You know, it was, it was if old people were there, you know, basically scrounging off the state. We're not. We've paid our taxes. We've worked hard. We've built this country into what it is today. I've worked in the service industry for 47 years, nonstop. Mm. And I feel, you know, when I get to my retirement age, you want to be able that I should be to, entitled yeah. okay. to a state I know, pension. absolutely, and yeah. Your previous, your previous um, uh, person said that basically... Um, Young people are starting work later, which is true. Young mm. people are not starting their careers until 24, 25. They're getting college education, you know. And who knows what's going to happen in years to come? Nobody knows. Yeah, I know. But the, the, know, the other side of that then is if you're, you're not getting, you know, nobody's taken out from, well, vast majority of people aren't. You're nearly lucky now to have a mortgage in your late 30s. Lucky to get it at that stage. Yes, that is true. And, and that is a problem. Um, and, you know, it's something that the government should look at. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're still a very prosperous country. You know, we're very prosperous at the moment. Well, I, I mean, sort of resigned you know, myself to the fact I'll be working claim about 70. It's a 75 to, fur- to furnish a mortgage. Hey, I, I hear a lot of people saying that now, but as you get older, you will start to review things. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that I, that I want to, but I'm just saying I think it's the, the reality when you look at the age that, you know, people in my um, bracket age cohort are, are looking at getting mortgages and taking out mortgages. I mean, to, to service it. That's the reality yeah. of how long I'm going to be working. But anyway, um, Kieran is on the line too. Kieran, what's your thoughts on all of this? I mean, where do I'm you stand? To, listen, thank, thanks for uh, listening to me. Um, listen, I, I just was thinking while listening to the piece, that the old philosopher's um, attitude toward judging a society, how they treat their young and their elderly. And I'm at 52 years of age. I have two um, young adult children. And listening to your previous caller and yourself talking about getting the mortgage at 30. By the way, who's supporting the youth today while property prices are so expensive? They're living at home. How many are paying full rent? How many are paying... Or the mum and dad are paying the, the electricity bill. They're being supported by things that are challenging at the moment. And if governments, whoever's in government, manage to fix the housing crisis, hopefully the, the cost of property will balance out. But I do think the structure of how we treat our young and our elderly mm. is the most important thing because who's going to pay their If they're whinging about paying pensions to the 65, 66-year-olds now, who's going to pay their pension in 30, 40 years' time? Wait till we hear their response in 34. Where's my pension? I work for 60. The same as you're listening now. So we we can't forget how we treat our young, that their education and that they're well cared for, and our elderly. The elderly need to be cared for, and part of that is the pension, and it's just a natural cycle. Nobody wants to pay tax on yeah. this. No, I know, I know. It's it's a fair like the, it's funny, you know. Kieran, the text line is very, very divided today um, about this about this particular issue. And I suppose, like, yeah, you've you've different generations, and and everybody's talking about you know talking from the perspective that that obviously affects them. This listener says, "My mum's a pensioner. She's worked and reared six kids. She's eighteen grandchildren, all working, all paying taxes." more than covers her pensions as this listener. I have an email in here from a listener. Um, we have a higher population now than any time in decades. Therefore, more, not less, future workers. The country we have today totally uh, is totally thanks to the current retirees and state pension. Their hard sacrifices, their work, allowed the, gener- the younger generation, like your caller, to have free education and much better facilities in every area of the economy, says Rose. 
Keep the views coming into us. Lunchtime live at newstalk.com. That is the email address. How we treat our young, says this texter. 12,000 a month for a crash, and we tax children. That's the view of another texter there today on 53106. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.